It's a hard way to make, it's a hard way to make 17 bucks. Right. Oh, it's it's a tough way to make 17 bucks. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome, podcast listener, to episode 12 of the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore, and this week we are going to talk podcasting. A lot of misconceptions around podcasting or a lot of discussion about the best way to use it in your business. So this week we've got podcasting expert Ben Kruger on the show, and he's going to talk about how you can use podcasting as a front end to your sales funnel. But before we get into that, of course, the shameless social proof segment of the show where we read out iTunes reviews. This one's from the Australian iTunes store from Ash Roy. He says, actionable, specific, and extremely valuable. Five stars. Just listen to the interview with James Shramko. Barry really does come out swinging with the first episode, which is extremely specific and actionable. Looking forward to great things. Thanks, Barry. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Ash. Uh, and you can also catch Ash over on the Productive Insights podcast as well. So appreciate you stopping by and leaving a review. And we'd love to get listener feedback so we can customize the show and make it uh, exactly what you want to hear. So if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate that. So let's get into this week's episode on cash flow podcasting with Ben Kruger. I'd like to welcome to the show Ben Kruger from Cash Flow Podcasting, where he uh, he helps business owners generate cash flow through podcasting and help people get set up with podcasting over at smallbusinesspodcasting.com. Welcome, Ben. Hey, excited to be here, Barry. Thank you for having me on. Really uh, happy to share whatever I can with your audience and uh, excited to jump into this here thing, man. Thanks, man. And um, as a fan of podcasting here, we always follow you and we're always basically ripping off all the good advice that you give us over on your podcast <laughs> as well. Um, so uh, perfect. Ben, That's why I put it out there. Yeah. Ben's always a great source on how to, uh, how to get podcasting working for your business. So today we're going to talk about how you can use podcasting as, as a front end to your sales funnel or front end to your funnel process to get people engaged in your business rather than just a kind of a, a sponsorship type arrangement or a content management type arrangement. So, um, ben, you've had a lot of experience in podcasting and a lot of customers come through your doors. What's working the best in podcasting right now, do you think? Yeah, so that's a, that's a really good question, Barry. And I think, quite honestly, a question that not enough people are asking. Um, as you mentioned right now, a lot of folks are kind of they have their focus when it comes to quote unquote monetizing a podcast on getting sponsors and putting out lots of episodes. Um, and that can work. That is something that, that, um, can work. However, you know, for the listeners out there, we're business owners. We're not necessarily, we're not here just to produce content. We're not here just to be a news source. Um, so anything that we do as a marketing channel has to actually produce results for the business and shouldn't be a side project or something that goes off in another direction. So what um, what's working really well right now in podcasting is 
building and really planning podcasting as part of or an extension of your sales funnel. Uh, what I mean by that is a few things where where podcasting really comes into play. And we've, you know, if you've if you've done any research on podcasting, then you've heard kind of the pros of yeah, it allows you to build a that no like trust relationship with your audience, and it allows you to. Um, you know, have that more personal relationship, display your expertise, yada, yada, all those things. Um, but as part of a sales funnel, generally there's there's a, a few basic steps, right? There's someone discovers you and your message, um, and then they're interested to learn more. And that's kind of where your sales funnel comes into play. Um, and takes folks from a cold lead or a cold prospect to, you know, now they know exactly what you're about, what your message is, what you have to offer them and how it can help them. Um, and it puts them in a position to where they are empowered to make a decision for themselves if this is the right uh, solution for them. So that's kind of a 30,000 foot view. Um, and I'm real excited to get into it, Barry, if we're ready to dive into the rabbit hole here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always kind of surprised, if anything, about how many people kind of are using podcasting to go down the I want sponsorship route, where you it would seem more effective as a business owner that I want to sponsor my own products. I, <laughs> I, want, Definitely. You, I want you to engage in, in my business, and I want you to buy my products and my services. Again, if they, <laughs> you know they're there to solve a problem. So uh, yeah. podcasting is... I'm not going to say it's a lot of work, but it's a significant amount of work to create the content and get it out there and get your show together. And and I don't want to go through all that work to sell somebody else's stuff. I want to sell my, <laughs> I want to sell my stuff. Exactly, yeah, so you're right. Exactly. All right. So and if and if somebody's investing in sponsoring your show, they're making money off the back of that. Yeah. Um, and they're monetizing your show better than you are. So yeah, exactly. that's one of those, you know, just one of those like little little things to be aware of. All right. So, what what's kind of the the ethos or, or the vibe behind the cash flow podcasting system? Yeah. So, where this works best is for folks who um, have a a significant lifetime value of a customer. So, if you have a site to where you sell a seventeen dollar ebook and one customer is only worth seventeen dollars to your business, monetizing through podcasting is possible. Um, it's just not going to be as wildly profitable as those dollar signs in your in your eyes are kind of hoping for. However, yeah, it's a hard way to make, it's a hard way to make seventeen bucks, right? Oh, it's it's a tough way to make seventeen bucks, but where podcasting absolutely excels is where folks um, have a pretty significant lifetime value for a client. Now, this could be generally this is like coaching and consulting type of clients to where you know one client is worth anywhere from you know four thousand dollars over the lifetime of that client all the way up to you know, 25, 50, you know, plus over the lifetime value. And I'm not talking up front. I'm talking once you do your first project with this person, they kind of see the value. Um, or maybe you've got an ongoing type of a project to where it's a, it's a monthly recurring type of a project. So the value here is in individuals who have a product, a service, a coaching or consulting offering, uh, that, the value of that client 
is worth, you know, anywhere from a thousand dollars up. Um, and that's where you can really use podcasting to, to grow. So this could be SaaS business, could be a done for you service, like kind of what we do over at Cashflow Podcasting, could be a coaching and consulting type of business. But the, the thing about this is with high and higher investment, uh, programs like this, they require a lot of trust from that client, from that, you know, potential customer. And they really have to understand what it is you're doing, what you stand for, what your message is, who you are as an individual and as a business owner, um, and the value that you can offer them. So this breaks down into a few pieces. First, podcasting can be incredible for helping you get out um, to broader audiences of individuals and expand to where more people that are you know interested in what you have to say have the potential to discover you. So that could be through you know having yourself on other people's podcasts, being a host there and directing them back to your show. Um, even just being discoverable in iTunes, being discoverable in Google uh, with your own podcast. So that's kind of part one. Part two is building a deeper connection with the audience members you currently have. Um, and so oftentimes, you know, everybody, if you if you have an email list or if you have a, a following of some sort, everybody's got that silent majority, right? There's the there's the few people that are super engaged and they're really excited and that are always, you know, emailing or social mediaing or sharing or you know, thumbs upping whatever you've got to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but then there's there's the you know ninety plus percent of individuals who don't really engage with your stuff. They may read your blog posts every once in a while. They may read your emails. Um, they may not. But that there obviously is no real relationship there um, because there's that distance. There's no true connection. So what podcasting is fantastic at doing is taking people from that silent majority and giving them an additional way to really hear your message, really hear um, the expertise that you have as an individual and relating that to themselves and how that will help them. Um, because of course we're all, we're all busy individuals and we all have this, you know, what's in it for me approach, uh, which is natural, but you as the business owner need to play to that strength, um, and make sure that, that what you're sharing helps people realize, oh, this guy or gal has something that can really benefit me. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of part two. And then part three uh, is essentially when folks find out about you or they discover you, whether they find out about you from a referral or from a podcast, let's say, or from a Facebook ad, um, they may not be ready to move forward with your product or service offering right now. It's kind of the classic buying cycle. Yeah. Um, most individuals that you connect with will not be ready to, you know, purchase, sign on the dotted line and move forward right now. But with podcasting, it's essentially a perfect tool for keeping people in that um, warm-up cycle to where they know that they're interested in what you have to say. Let's say you talk about um, helping people launch Kindle books. Um, 
And they know that they want to because, you know, there's tons and tons of people out there that want to launch a Kindle book, but they're not ready to do it right now. They've got a bunch of projects going on. Um, and they just want to kind of learn a little bit more about the, about the medium, about, uh, the fact that you as the host know what you're talking about. Um, so that when they are at a point where they're ready to move forward with their Kindle book, who are they coming to? Yeah. Um, it, it kind of makes it a very simple choice. They've already been listening to your advice, um, for possibly even a few months now. So now they're kind of ready to move forward. And then, the next step is to take folks from listeners um, into the very beginning of your sales funnel. So we can hop into that, Barry, but I want to uh, take a quick break because I know when you get me going on this stuff, <laughs> I, I have a hard time slowing down. <laughs> well, yeah, I just want to review and hit some highlights there. That So this, the, you know, the cash flow podcasting system that you're specifically kind of focused on is great for for those businesses out there that have monthly recurring revenue uh, models. So, you, uh, while it can work, I guess for the for those one off sales as you were talking about, uh, if it's a low ticket item and it's not a big ticket item, uh, it's probably more work than it's worth. But if you've got something that involves monthly recurring revenue, like a SaaS model or a coaching model or something like that, then it's great because you need to build, as you said, that no like and trust factor, and it's a great way. Just having people hear your voice. Um, is a great mm-hmm. way is a great way to build that confidence, and I think the other diabolical, evil genius of <laughs> podcasting, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 is it's it's the online marketing that isn't necessarily online. So, mm-hmm. you know, if people are going to consume your blog content or they're going to consume your video content, they've got to be sitting in front of a screen, whether it's an iPad or a computer or whatever, and reading your blog or watching your videos, but. Podcasting is is the online marketing that isn't necessarily online. So they could be out walking the dog or running on the treadmill or driving to work. Um, and you become a regular part of their routine, which is kind of fantastic for for any marketer if you can become part of someone's routine. And the other evil genius is once they subscribe, that message get auto, gets automatically delivered to their phone or their whatever device they happen to consume on. Um, and you don't have to constantly harvest and try and find customers again because your message is automatically being delivered to their device and to their phone, which is something they have with them all the time. So there's some real super benefits there to podcasting, as you mentioned. I just wanted to make sure we highlight some of those. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I, I know I can skim over that stuff sometimes because, you know, I talk about it so darn much. Um, you know, I, I know the message so well that it's, it's uh, it, oftentimes I'll forget that uh, individuals who haven't done a lot of research on podcasting, you know, some of the the more common benefits, uh, I tend to breeze over because I'm like, oh, well, everybody knows that, but of course, that's not always the case. Yeah, I think um, I think everybody's like that with in whatever field they work in. But one, one of the things I also wanted to touch on too is is that kind of serial podcasting is also great for people who have. A product or a service offering that's quite deep. So we talk about marketing mm-hmm. automation. We talk about marketing automation here at theactivemarketer.com, <clears throat> and that's a big subject. There's lots of things you can do with marketing automation. Lots of different features that people don't even get into or don't even understand. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an on, an ongoing education process about all the different possibilities that are available to you with marketing automation. Um, so it's not just the same message every time. It's it's 
it's getting in touch with your customers and just letting them know it's possible and and building your authority in your particular field of expertise, uh, you know, week by week by week so that they know that you know what you're talking about, you know your shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're sharing and oftentimes a lot of a lot of folks this is like the classic, well what if I give away the cake? Um, you want to give away the cake because the more information that you share for free out to the you know, out to your hot prospect list, the more they're going to say, oh, well, this guy or gal really knows what they're talking about. And this is the stuff that they're giving out for free. Imagine if I worked with them, imagine the quality of the, of the advice or the coaching or the product service, whatever then. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, the, the, you definitely want to share as much as you can and really make sure that you're adding value and, uh, I like to call it results in advance. You're helping people get results before they even start working with you. Um, it's the classic, you know, if you want to learn guitar, you can find all these, you know, free guitar lessons on YouTube. And as soon as you get five lessons in and you play your first song to learn the next lesson, you have to opt in and, um, you know, purchase a coaching package. But now you're hooked because now you've played your first song and you know, you know, the first six or seven chords and, um, you know, you've, you've gotten the results in advance. Yeah. And if you're confident in your product offering and you're confident in your knowledge and your ability, then, you know, you don't, you don't care if you give it away for, but you want to give it away for free, as you said, so that people, people understand there's always more, always more to be had. All right. Exactly. So what's, what's kind of the next step then, Ben? Yeah. So the next step is taking folks from listener and kind of that silent majority folks that listen to you on their way into work. Um, but never really engage with you, taking them from there to um, they they have raised their hand saying, I'm interested in what you have to share um, and essentially uh, opt into part of your sales funnel. So a lot of the other episodes here um, on the show, I assume we'll be talking about email email sequences and sales funnel sequences. Um, and... The real key to helping folks make that transition from podcast listener to I want to hear from you consistently via email and what you have to share is a really strong, clear call to action. And a lot of people fall off the train on this one because, you know, everybody and their brothers got some kind of a free PDF download guide um, on on their their site and the the concept is a little bit inundated. So what I want to do is take a step back and help people understand that when you put together a call to action or something that uh, is a giveaway of some sort, the real key is to help people take that very next step to get a result um, that they would get from working with you directly. So whether that's your product, your service, your SaaS app, whatever. Um, so let's say you're a, a, a business coach, um, and you coach, uh, startup businesses, um, to help them get funding. So a, if, if, if you think from your target audience's point of view, they're listening to your podcast, they're getting a lot of really great information. What is the very next step that they need to take to get an initial result, to see some momentum, um, and that once they have that momentum, 
then they're essentially qualified to be a potential prospect for your product service coaching service. Um, so for early stage, you know, startups looking for funding, maybe it's a, uh, 17 point checklist for the optimal, um, pitch deck. Maybe it's, you know, I, I, I don't know the industry that well, but what you want to do is make sure that for your exact target market, you've got that very next step figured out for them. Um, and that's your call to action at the end of all your podcast episodes. You know, hey, so you've learned a lot in this episode. We were really excited because we talked about this, this, and this. Um, and folks, if you're out there, you're looking to get that initial round of funding, we put together a free tool for you at thiswebsite.com, and it's going to help you um, do this, this, and this, which is the very first step in getting that funding. So wish you guys the best, and we'll see you back next week or however your sign-off goes. Um, but I think a lot of people go so vague with their calls to action that nobody takes action because it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, you know, you go into a Mexican restaurant and you can never pick cause there's too many freaking choices <laughs> and none of them are very different from each other. Right. They're all, they're all rice, beans, cheese, yeah, and just, tortilla. Fold, just folded differently. That's the only difference. <laughs> exactly. Right? Um, exactly. So you want, you want something that really is like, boom, that is the exact next step for your target market. Cause it allows folks to really raise their hands. Yeah. I guess the, the, the evil genius part about it being the online marketing that's not online is also kind of the drawback in that if you're trying to get people to convert and get on your mailing list or take the next step, a lot of the, a lot of the times they're not as I said, they're not in front of a computer screen. They're they're running or they're walking the dog or driving. Mm -hmm. So you have to have a really compelling kind of opt-in, a really compelling kind of next step to bring them back uh, when they get home or when they get somewhere um, yeah. where they where they can uh, take that next step. Also, I think too, I'll get your thoughts on this, but I I hear a lot of podcasts where there's just kind of too many call calls to action on a single <laughs> podcast. Do you think it's best to just have one single call to action and that's it and maybe rotate that call to action debate based on the subject of the podcast? I think uh, personally that <clears throat> having one call to action, one strong, clear call to action at the end of every episode is key. You, you know, if people are saying, you know, subscribe, rate and review in iTunes and check us out in Stitcher and you can see the show notes here, it becomes way too muddled. Um, and so the end of every episode should be one clear call to action. Now, throughout the episode, as it comes up in natural conversation, if let's say we start talking about, um, email subject lines and you've got a, you've got an opt-in tool that helps people with email subject lines, you can take a quick moment and say, you know, Hey, so since we're talking about this, I've put together a free tool for you. Um, and you can grab it here. You, you know, go ahead and grab that if you're interested and then you move on, but only one call to action at a time. And the main calls to action you should be focusing on with a podcast episode is some sort of email opt in, uh, because then once somebody's opted in as part of your autoresponder sequence, then you can encourage people to subscribe, rate and review in iTunes. Um, and it's much more sequential. It gives them what they want first and then gives them the opportunity um, to continue getting what they want by, you know, um, subscribing, rating, and reviewing, but not trying to flip the script and saying, 
you know, hey, you like the show, subscribe to our stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll try to, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. the typical approach is pretty backwards. So I think we'll talk a little bit about that in a separate episode, Barry, Fair um, enough. which I'm excited about, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's my take on it. <laughs> and just one other question too, while I've got you here is I've heard, I've heard people do this a couple of different ways. You know, you've got to, you want to try and drive people back to your show notes, obviously where they can get more resources and where you can, where you can get that opt-in offer uh, happening. And I've heard people say, I've heard people do it a couple different ways where it's, you know, theactivemarketer.com forward slash episode 27, or it's theactivemarketer.com forward slash subject. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. pod- podcasting. Mm-hmm. So do you think, it, do you find it works better with a, an episode number that people can hang their hat on or just a keyword that goes along with that subject line when you're creating like a pretty link for your show notes? Quite honestly, both work. The key is that it's memorable. Yeah. Um, so it really, one doesn't necessarily have a benefit over the other. Um, you could say that the keyword has an SEO benefit, but actually what we end up doing for all of our clients is we use a keyword rich page title and then we just forward if it's like, let's say episode or a podcast URL.com forward slash three. Uh, we just use a tool called Pretty Link to forward that URL over to uh, the keyword rich SEO title. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really, it comes down to being what's going to be memorable. Um, and that goes for the call to action as well. Um, it it really it should be focused on what's going to be most memorable for folks because, like you said, folks are going to be driving to work, jogging, walking the dog, whatever. It's not going to be an easy opt in for them. Um, this is one of the one of the tougher connections to make. Um, the other option is to always drive people to the homepage of the site and have the um, homepage of the site obviously display the latest episodes um, and kind of have a very clear organization method so that if, let's say, people listen to an old episode and want to find a show notes for it, they show up on your site, it's easy for them to find without a whole bunch of digging. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, so so, so, so how do people, if, you know, if podcasting, if cash flow podcasting is right for, for your business, uh, how do people get started? Yes, that's a good question. Um, head over to cashflowpodcasting.com and you'll see um, we're putting together some training resources to show people exactly how this can work for their business. Um, and so that will be put together here. It's it's still in the um, in the putting it together phase. By the time this goes out, that will be live. So you can grab it at cashflowpodcasting.com. Um, and you can also reach me there. Uh, I'll have some contact information on that site as well. So you can reach out with any questions. More than happy to help uh, and really excited to help folks really leverage the incredible power of podcasting as a marketing tool, not just a content tool. Well, all right, Ben, I know that it works. I know podcasting works from from my other businesses and from my wife's business. It's been a really, really great tool for her. Um, and she's exactly in that market, as you mentioned, that high-touch that, uh, that high touch, uh, 
coaching and consulting market, and it works works a treat for her. So I know you're right, and I know it will work for people who are in a similar sort of thing. So head over to cashflowpodcasting.com, and you can uh, you can have Ben explain it, all the intricacies of how it works. Ben, always great to have you on the show, and we'll have to get you back on another episode to, to talk more about uh, engagement as well. Yeah, that sounds fantastic, Barry. Happy to share and uh, excited to come back and chat some more. Always, always a, a pleasure, my man. Thanks, brother, and we'll see you next time. Well, thanks, Ben, for stopping by. And you can get all the show notes for this episode over at theactivemarketer.com forward slash cash flow. If you want to learn more about podcasting and how you can get people into your sales funnel, you can check out Ben over at cashflowpodcasting.com. Really appreciate you stopping by. We've got some more Tactical 20 episodes coming up and some more great interviews coming up in the next few episodes. So please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss any of those episodes. In the meantime, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.